Welcome to the Bearing Fruit Podcast, where we will be discussing the simplicity of Christianity. This is a production of Simply Free Church in Lanark, Illinois. Now here's your host, Pastor Glenn Scott. Good morning. I want you to think back when you were younger, or maybe you're, you're at that age now, where you began to get a nickname, or maybe you're your dad called you something or your mom called you something. And it seems like we all kind of get a little nickname. Now maybe there's some that this has never happened to before, and I, I don't want to go through what everybody called me. That's, that's just stupid. But you begin to be called something for a reason, right? You get nicknames because of something that you did or how you act or tall or short or fat or skinny, whatever it is. There's a reason that you get a nickname, and it's kind of like a label. We all get a label, and we are all labeled. Now, maybe I'm completely wrong here, and I don't know whether you can actually stop from judging somebody, but when somebody's walking towards you, maybe first time you've ever seen them, you start to draw an opinion on them before you even speak. Am I the only one? Okay, it's a matter of what you do with it. Now, you've all probably heard me speak about this before. You get labeled by what you do, what you say. It might be a nickname. We called Chelsea a bean. We still call her bean today because she had these little bitty stick legs. And uh, that's, that's my oldest daughter. And she's a dancer, you see. And she had these little bitty stick legs. So we started to call her string bean. And then one thing leads to another. And pretty soon it was just bean. And then it was Beanie. I still call her that today. Abby, I won't embarrass you. But you you see, everybody's got a nickname. And even in your head, whether you don't call somebody that name or not, you're thinking it. I want want you to think about what you did with that nickname or to get that label. It's an action, it's, it's how you spoke, how you looked, where you lived, where you came from, uh, maybe a, an accent that you have or something. You begin to be known for something, right? And as I look out across here today, I know what some of you do, and, and some ride motorcycles, and some are farmers, and, and some work in a factory, and, and you, you begin to be known by what you do or how you act. What are you being called? I don't want you to shout it out. I want you to think in your head what you are known for. Some of them aren't great. And maybe some of you older folks used to be known by something, and now you're not. And why why is that? What happened that you were labeled as something, and now you're not? Some people can't get away from it. Some people have made bad choices, and they are labeled for life. And we, we're part of that. We, we have caused this. Now, we've all made some bad choices, but some people have made some choices, and uh, you know some will never be able to get away. From what they're labeled. Are you doing that? Are you doing that to them? Are you part of 
knowing that they're a Christian, that they've accepted Christ, and you still have them labeled in your head? You don't believe that they're a new creation? I think that God did that to you, but you're having a hard time doing it to them, right? We need to stop that. That's not really what this message is about, but that's just a bonus for you. Please stop that, because it's happening to you as well. And I think about Doubting Thomas. Now, if you've read your Bible a little bit, you know about Doubting Thomas. He was one of the apostles, and he would not believe that Jesus had been resurrected until he saw flesh and bone. So Jesus shows up. He got labeled as Doubting Thomas. We still call him that today. We still give messages about it. As a matter of fact, okay, so, so he did this. It wasn't so bad, right? Now... He actually made it into this book, which is the best-selling book of all time, right? It's never going to go away, just because he said, I will not believe till I see. That's not so bad, really, and we have already labeled him as Doubting Thomas. In fact, you don't even know that much about Thomas, do you? That's all we really know about him. He could have done all these great things. In fact, he was a great apostle but you don't remember that. It's because of what he did and how he was labeled that he'll never live it down. Now he's made it into the inspired word of God for everybody to see and for somebody like me to stand up here and talk about him. Have you gone through something that you can't live down, you can't shake, and you're concerned about other people? I want you to know you don't have to be concerned about them. Easy to say, right? It is. It's very easy to say. And people will tell you all the time, you've got to let that go. You've got to let that go. How's that working for you? We always remember these things that we're labeled by, and they continue to pop into our head all the time. I called it once the guy with the mirror. Somebody's always jumping in front of you. You hear something. Somebody says something that keeps reminding you of how you were labeled, and you're trying to shake it, and you can't. Today I want to talk about how God has you labeled. If you had a video camera on you 24-7, no escaping, and it was on the Jumbotron, big screen, the whole world gets to see. They can pop into your life anytime they want and see exactly what you're, what you're doing, even in private. And actually, there's even captions underneath that says what you're thinking. The entire world can watch. How would they label you? Let's just take let's take one day. Let's take yesterday. Or let's let's take last week. Think about what you did last week. Now, if this was broadcast for the world to see, and even your very thoughts were captions down below, how would they label you? What what, what kind of a nickname would they give you? Now you, know, you gotta remember just the slightest little thing you've done wrong, you're going to get the label. All the good stuff they saw. You could have been handing out things to homeless people and rescuing babies and, and getting animals out of holes, but that one little thing that the world saw, you're going to be labeled. Think about what it was. Now, maybe you're so good, you didn't do anything wrong, you didn't think anything bad, right? You're so good. But most of us aren't like that. 
broadcast all over the world. Every minute of the day. They can't even watch you sleep. They know your very thoughts. They know how you really are. You cannot fake this. What would they call you? In the Bible, um, oh, maybe half a dozen times, maybe a dozen times, I don't know. They approach somebody and they say, man of God. They address them as man of God. How do you think they knew they were a man of God? Actions? Words? Whatever it was? Would any of you be called that? Ladies? A woman of God? Anybody? Last week? Yesterday? This morning? Getting ready to go to church? Broadcast for the world to see. How many people would say, there's a man or a woman of God right there? How many people would see you reading your Bible? How many people would see you in prayer? How many people would see you helping somebody in need? How many people would see you serving the universal church? I'm not talking about just here. Mouths are open. Nobody's hands going up. How many people would call you a saint? How many people have heard that Mary Magdalene was a prostitute? Western world has labeled her as a prostitute. There's no evidence of that. Us have labeled her that. Many people think that. Yet she's called a saint. In fact, a lot of times she's called the apostle of the apostles. A lot of people won't accept that she was an apostle. But yet she was a follower of Jesus Christ. She was right with him, helped him completely. If we watched her in the last three and a half years that Jesus walked the earth, what would you call her? But you see, because of what they knew about her before, they had labeled her. How about Jesus' mother? What are they, 13, 14 years old? Scott, you know these things, don't you? Pregnant? Never been with a man, right? You think she got labeled? The mother of the Messiah. Labeled. What would you be called if you were pregnant at 13? Probably not the woman that God found favor in like she was. We've done that to people. We've labeled people something terrible, and they can't shake it. They can't get out of it. And we're part of the problem. And we think we're all good. We're Christians, right? We're not going to judge. We don't, we don't do that, right? It says right there, we're not supposed to do that. I don't know whether you can ever really stop that or not. But are you doing it? And when you do do it, here's the problem, is what you do with it. You've got to lean over to somebody and say, look at the fat dude with the beard up there. Labeled, man, I am labeled. Can't seem to shake some of this stuff. Then they say, oh, they found religion. You all heard that one before, right? Found religion. Now they think they're all good and we laugh. We're doing that. They're the ones that are trying to do better. And we're still labeling them. Now we've just switched labels. It's still not good. 
we've just switched it. And we begin to talk about it. And we spread it around, and we laugh, and we think it's funny. And we say, well, we'll just keep that between us, right? 24-7, you're being watched on the Jumbotron. This is, what, is this what people are seeing? And bringing up these situations, because we're going to keep going back to the Jumbotron. 24-7, every thought up on the screen. Would you be called man of God? Woman of God? Would you even be called a Christian? Did you open your Bibles? Would the world, in the last week, would the world have seen you open your Bible? Would they have seen you in prayer? Last month, let's go back a month. Six months? We give them away free. you got no excuse to say, I don't have one. We're not all good. I say that all the time. And I, I hammer people. You know that I don't ask you to come here so I can make you feel good. But when the Holy Spirit starts to work in you, when the presence of the Holy Spirit is evident in your life, you begin to think about these things. So now that maybe I've made you feel a little bad, let me try to make you feel a little good. How many times have you done something like that, labeled somebody and say, well, I shouldn't have done that. And I certainly shouldn't have spoke about it. Now the Holy Spirit's starting to work in you, you see? Now did it take the whole week to think? Did, now, you just had, just getting it today? Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Did it take all week? Or did it happen the next day? The next hour? This is how I figure people are growing in Christ. How long it takes them to be convicted when they've done something. I don't know any other way to gauge how you're doing, how you're growing in your faith than the response time it takes for the Holy Spirit to convict you that you've done something like that. So now that I've convicted everybody, and I'm going to try to send you out of here so that you don't do it again, you'll probably get out in your car and you're going to say, I didn't like that message. You know what? I'm not going back to that church. That bearded guy just rips into us. I hammer. That's what I do. This, this happens to me. I'm not going back there. All he does is make me feel bad. You're getting convicted. That's what, that's what happens. And I get convicted every time I start to write a message like this. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I'll write something down and say, man, yeah. That's when I figure I need to tell people because you're doing it too. Most of these need to be done in front of the mirror for me. And I try. And if they're happening to me, they must be happening to some of you. So maybe we can kind of keep each other accountable. I talked to a, a young couple this morning, young whatever, and they talked about accountability partners. You don't have to have an accountability partner that's going to stand there with a whip. You know, it's, it's a matter of talking and saying, yeah, I saw you do something the other day. You probably shouldn't have done that. Then the Holy Spirit convicts you through them. They planted the seed, and we get better at it. Or they come up to you and you say, you have changed. You are doing a good job. You know, in the last year, I have seen changes in you. This is both evidence of the Holy Spirit at work in you. 
can be bad and it can be good. The rejection of this Holy Spirit is what's going to get you in trouble. So if I'm standing up here saying something and you don't like it, is it actually me that's telling you or is the Holy Spirit working on you? Probably shouldn't have done that. I'll take the blame if you want to blame me. But I think it's what we're supposed to do. We can do better at this. Here's one for you. This will make some people probably say, I'm not going back there. I love these. It's almost like a risk, you know. I want you all to be possessed. Right? This word, we've taken this word and we have labeled this terrible. If you come to me and say you're possessed, shouldn't I say by what? You should all be possessed by the Holy Spirit. To be possessed means to actually take control of, that you've lost control. So are you possessed by yourself, your own human spirit? Are you possessed by the Holy Spirit? Or, as most of you think and how you've used the term for years, a demonic possession. That's not what it means. You should all be possessed by the Holy Spirit. It should be working in you daily. And we need to get to the point where it's controlling us. I would have loved to have had the money to buy you all bumper stickers that says, I'm possessed. And then maybe in little words say, by the Holy Spirit. You see, But nobody would put it on their car, right? You wouldn't want somebody to see that because you'd be labeled. When in reality, to say, I am possessed by the Holy Spirit is awesome. I want you to walk up to people and say, I am possessed by the Holy Spirit. Keychains, bumper stickers, we could start a whole new trend here, couldn't we? Lanark, Illinois gets put on the map. They're all possessed. We'd be, we'd be labeled, right? Here comes the label. You should be possessed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit should move in you, should guide you. Kyle, put up uh, 1 Corinthians 13, I'm sorry, 3.16. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? You are possessed by the Holy Spirit. Are you letting it work? Or are you actually so possessed by your own spirit that you won't let it work? Free will gives you the choice. You have this choice. Romans 8.14. i got a slide for that one too. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Led by the Spirit. Possessed by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12.7 Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Are you being led by the Spirit? Even when you do something wrong, even when you labeled somebody wrong, talked about somebody wrong, is the Spirit leading you to a conviction where you say, Boy, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. If it's not, you might want to rethink what's happening in your life. Are you still going by the old label? When you should be going for this, this label of man of God, woman of God, possessed by the Holy Spirit? Isn't that what you should be shooting for? But some of us still like the old, uh, the old bruiser uh, nickname, you know, guzzler, or 
I don't even want to start in on. We get nicknames because of the things we do. I don't want to tell you all the names that I've been called. Because you will label me. When I'm actually shooting for man of God. I don't want you to call me that. But I want God to call me that. You see, because this jumbotron that we're talking about, your life's up there. He's the one that does this. He is watching 24-7. You can't hide from him. What is God calling you? What has God given you for a nickname? What's God labeled you as? Told you before, you don't care about what the neighbor thinks anymore, right? Because now you're a Christian and they tell you not to worry about that anymore. Are you concerned with how God is labeling you? And if you think that you can hide from him, that what you do behind closed doors, nobody's going to see anyway, and I can go to church on Sunday morning, and I can all be good and everything, and of course you're concerned about what your neighbor thinks, but you really don't give a rip about what God thinks about you because of what you're doing in secret. So, if God is watching 24-7, just like the jumbotron, he knows every thought in your head, he knows what's going on in your heart, what is he calling you today? How about last week? Last month? Last year? And would it be different? How about the fact that when God came to Abraham and started to roll out his plan for mankind, God started to rename people. Abra was Abraham. Uh, Sari was Sarah. Even in the New Testament, he gets to Peter, says you're going to be called Simon. He comes to James and John and calls them the, the uh, sons of thunder. You see how when you change, God actually is giving you a different name. It's called repentance. You did do this, and you were labeled. We all have that. Now you do this. That's repentance. Now what are you labeled? Are you labeled something different now than you were back then? You actually get the choice of what kind of a label you want. Are you really promoting Christianity in your actions and your words? Do you actually want to be labeled as a man of God or a woman of God? Do you actually want to be labeled something else than you are now or were? I hope so. A testimony should tell you where you were and where you are now. I was labeled this, now I'm labeled this. Whether you like the label or not, God's giving you one. 